0: Hello, I'm Andy Scott. Welcome to the Business Extra podcast. Over there on mic number two is Mustafa al-Rawi. He's the business editor for The National. Today, we're going to be talking about two contradictory headlines in the business section. We've got number one, which says Dubai's visitors are struggling with the, the currency. Of course, we're linked to the greenback. And the second headline says that Dubai visitors' numbers have jumped. What's that all about, Mustafa? You're in charge.
1: Well, I I don't think it's because we don't know what we're doing.
0: Oh, I would never say that.
1: I would suspect we do. Uh, It's just, it's a fascinating situation where you've got a very strong US dollar, which is impacting some very important sectors in the UAE, tourism uh, and retail and real estate so it's it, and this has been ongoing for some time. So we've got figures from Dubai Tourism uh, showing how 2016 played out. And interestingly, uh, because of the strong dollar, you saw that certain markets like the, from Nigeria, which is a top 20 market, not the biggest, it's number 20, I think, or Australia, which is in the top 20 as well, um, or even Egypt. Uh, which is again another top twenty source market. They struggled in twenty sixteen. The visitor numbers went down. But yeah, but over-
0: that, to, can, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I mean the, the, there was a, a variety. Those three um, three countries you picked there. I think Nigeria dropped by fifty eight percent the number of, the number of visitors coming here. Australia only dropped by about one percent. But
1: but I mean to to go to the front end of this, which is where the subcontinent saw a lot of growth. Uh, the India, Pakistan, Pakistan was twenty percent up. Versus 2015, in terms of visitor numbers to Dubai, which is really interesting. And actually, Pakistan has been a sort of a bit of a sleeper hit in terms of the economy and, and financial markets over the last 12 months. It's done a lot better than people probably expected. And that might have played a part in it. India has been up and down. The last quarter was obviously impacted by demonetization. So let's see how that affects visitor numbers from India in 2017. But it's the top source market. The Brits, again, They were affected in the summer because of Brexit. Pound has been very weak since then. So maybe we haven't seen the numbers come through there. They're another top source market that saw growth as well. So 2017 is going to be fascinating because a lot of things have changed in the second half of 2016. Uh, Uncertainty remains. Um, the, The dollar continues to be fairly strong. It's softened a little bit in the wake of Donald Trump's presidential win because people think he'll spend on infrastructure and uh, the economy will pick up and et etc. Et and interest rates may increase and all of that. But at the same time, people are worried about what his policies might do to trade. And that might have a negative impact on the dollar overall. So
0: we, we, we're in a little bit of a sort of sit and wait situation. Well, you see, you say it's a sit and wait situation, but I mean, the fact is that our first headline, which said the currency, our visitors were struggling with the uh, the, the arbitrage on the currency. Now, I know from people who visited me through this year that if you're coming from the UK, this place has suddenly become 25%, at least more expensive. And they're staying with me. You know They ain't paying the the, 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 the hotel prices. Um, and if you look at the visitor numbers, they've apparently increased 5%, which it had been running between 7 and 9% average, which you've got to say, I find hard to believe. I mean, you know, when you're paying... Uh, a significant premium for whatever you normally do at home, paying significantly more for it here, this place doesn't make you want to open your wallet.
1: Well, there's two different things I can talk about. Firstly, some source markets have come back strongly. The Russians, who are a very important source market, top 20, uh, have come back uh, because the ruble has strengthened. Yeah, and oil, oil prices yeah. have come back a bit, which has supported uh, the Russian economy. So we've had a few more Russian visitors returning versus 2015 when it was bad both on, on both fronts. So it's, there, there is growth. And like I said, in Pakistan, 20% growth. That has an impact. So obviously across the board, you, you're going to see ups and downs. Now, the second factor is not all growth rates are equal because is a 6% growth rate enough for Dubai to meet its ambitious targets? For example, Expo in 2020, but more importantly, to sustain the growth of, of those industries we talked about property, retail, everything else that that relies on people coming in. And then there's a spillover effect on the wider UAE. You know, Dubai isn't isolated from the rest of the country. So, okay, you can say that I find the figures hard to believe, but are they good enough if you do believe them anyway? That's maybe a more important question.
0: Well, I agree. I don't think they're good enough to fill all the rooms that we've suddenly got. I mean, the, the supply of hotel rooms has been exponential and, and still building for, for 2020 and therefore we may just have um, a, a lot of empty space in these uh, in these restaurants cafes and and, and uh, by the way they're palaces of beauty most of them but the fact is there might not be a lot of people in them for the next couple of years in fact i spoke to uh, coface who are uh, um, they employ they are a credit insurer so that you can make sure that uh, you can mitigate the possibility of being uh, not being paid for your services by taking out credit insurance they said that they only see last year it was a 2.3% growth and they said it was tumultuous um uh, they, they only saw 2.5% this year. That doesn't suggest that there is that uptick in the market, the general
1: market. Well, they're seeing 2.5% growth in their, in, in their business. No, they, would say,
0: they, would say, they said 2.3% GDP growth in the okay. year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's, in line,
1: that's in line with other forecasts. I mean, we know that. I mean, the central bank came out and said that this year um, would be slower than last year. They said that earlier this month, end of last month, but that things would pick up again in 2018. So let's try and take a broad view. We we always knew that things were going to be hard. Uh, You know, today, for example, Etihad Airways put out its performance for 2016. James Hogan said it was a very tough environment in 2016 and it will continue in 2017. But they're going to keep expanding. Now, their capacity is increasing. Passenger demand is increasing. But again, there is a gap. Then uh, capacity is overextended in terms of demand, and that's probably the same thing when you think about hotels, when you think about retail, when you think about property across the board. The capacity is overreaching demand. But do you
0: believe that demand will come back? I think. Well, I think most people would you know, touch wood and say, yes, of course, demand will come back. Well, it, but it's it's hope, not expectation, at the moment. It's that. I mean. As, as I said, I spoke to Coface, and they are Coface, as they called it, they're French, Cofas, uh, And they said that um, they believed that the, 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 uh, the strength of the market was that the weakness and the fragile uh, purveyors of, of, of anything that was those last year have been cut out of the market. They couldn't, they couldn't uh, withstand the, the, the problems of the economy last year, and so they've dropped out of the market. So we've got strong companies here with possibly deeper pockets. But I don't know how resilient an economy has to be to withstand another year like last year.
1: Well, we will withstand it, and it will be normal compared to last year, even if it's a little bit slower. Because uh, we, we kind of got into the rhythm of a slower pace of economic growth, then it won't shock us like it has. I mean, the shocks last year have been more political rather than economic. I mean, they have consequences like demonetization in India or Brexit, but really it's, it's, not, it's not seismic in economic terms like the financial crisis was eight or nine years
0: ago. No, but I think that's the problem. I think that's the problem. The financial crisis, we knew where it had come from, how it happened eventually, and what we had to do to stop it. The quantitative easing, uh, you, so and, and, and three, four rounds of quantitative easing. That's what we did. Now, as you said, it's political. It's come out the ether and we've no idea whether there are more round the corner or i mean what happens if le pen gets in in france what happens if germany gets rid of merkel these are things we don't know and they well, are they, all mu- on they the must horizon. be they
1: must be the aftershocks of the financial crisis i mean we kicked the can down the road by printing a lot of money and pushing that money into the economy to, to, to help us all from from disaster from armageddon basically so you know we let's say we 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 succeeded And Armageddon has not happened. But there will continue to be shocks felt as a result of that. Combine that with an unprecedented era of technological development in the last few years. I mean, I was reading about a parliamentary, in the UK, parliamentary uh, testimony from uh, people who work in the gig economy. So these are Uber drivers, etc., etc., And they're saying that they're working 90 hours a week and that's still not helping them make ends meet and they're still taking um, uh, handouts from the government uh, to live. So if we're saying that, okay, technology has come in and disrupted so many industries, so hence the way we work and the way we earn money has changed, that doesn't necessarily mean that People's problems have been solved. In fact, in some cases, these problems have gotten worse. So as a result, you've seen the likes of Donald Trump, perhaps Le Pen, you know, all these kind of political consequences of that that will, that will continue to uh, cause difficulty for us. But all the necessary changes that had to be made have been taken. I can't think of anything else. Any other pain that we need to endure in terms of, you know, strategic changes, cost cutting, um, shifting in terms of of, of of how we do our businesses, everyone recognises that we've got to do things differently, but now we just got to wait.
0: Well, uh, yeah, although, and, and you did mention you you alluded to the Trump administration; they don't seem to be cozying up to Iran the same as Mr. Obama did, and that could cause problems for us in a myriad of ways. Yeah, the re the region is
1: potentially. You know, set for another period of, un- of uncertainty, if that's even possible to be, to have more uncertainty when all we've had is uncertainty. I mean, things in Syria are not improving anytime soon. I mean, but, you know, if we look at some bright spots, even though the data isn't showing it in terms of Egypt's economy, the devaluation of the pound is probably a good thing. I mean, it, their remittances went up you know, which yes. is not a surprise. Yeah. And they were they an economy that relies immensely on, on outside money coming in to help them. And perhaps the businesses that have been stuck, the foreign businesses stuck, unable to get their money out of Egypt will now be able to move, will now be able to invest and spend. So if Egypt's economy picks up, that's good for everybody in the region. Now, the Iran question remains to be seen about how far the rhetoric will actually push actions and obviously with Israel you know very excited to kind of push the Trump administration into doing something against the Iranians as, as our country is too because they feel that's a big part of of what the problems are here in this region how that plays out I don't know but I remember when you know there was a time when people thought the US were about to bomb Iran and that wasn't long ago yeah I mean that was yeah. a sort of less than a decade ago yeah people actually I mean I, I have friends who with, were going to pack up and leave. Because the bombing was imminent. It never happened.
0: Yeah. No, no, I remember bomb, 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 bomb. Yeah. And,
1: and so we've been here before. That doesn't mean that we can be flippant about it and say that there isn't something there. But we can at least wait and see, you know, how
0: real it gets. I think you're right, Mr. F- I think we'll have to leave it there. I mean, it is strange talking about the, the global upheavals and the seismic ripples that we are in a, actually an oasis of calm well Abu Dhabi's always calm that's what's great about it (laughs) this is the national Uh, we'll see you next week thanks a lot for listening